Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Good Saturday afternoon, New York sports fans. I am Danielle McCartan, and today, I guess we're going to call it, what, Danielle in the daytime? You know, the super utility around here. I'll be talking all things New York sports with you uh, I believe right up until the Yankees pregame tonight, which is around 6.30 in New York City and beyond. And whatever you're doing at the moment, I appreciate you tuning into the show right now and throughout the rest of the next couple of hours, whether that be on your car radio, 660 or the 101.9 FM signal. Maybe you're streaming it from WFAN.com or maybe you're on the free Odyssey app, wherever you're listening. Thank you, thank you, and thank you. And of course, we're here in the Big Apple. Ryan Rescona and I are coming to you live from the Mike Francesa studio here in lower Manhattan. Start dialing. The number's already saved, but I'll give it to you anyway. 877-337-6666. Taking your calls right here in this first segment, so get aboard. Um, You know, I, I kind of changed up my entire plan last night on how I wanted to start the show. It was like 8 o'clock, and I was like, you know what? Crumple it up, scrap it, let's do this. Because entering last night's September 1 game. September 1st, do you believe it? September? It's a beautiful day outside, by the way. But entering last night's September 1 game, our locals, local baseball teams, the Mets, the Yankees, found themselves flat on the mat just short of a technical knockout for this season. It's 7, 8, even 9. The last place Yankees, as of yesterday, before game time, we're 18 and a half games back in the division. They were 10 and a half games back of the last wild card spot with three teams left to leapfrog or supplant. Not likely. The last place Mets hold their beer. 27 and a half games back in the division. Nine games back of the last wild card spot, but they have six teams left to leapfrog and supplant yesterday at first pitch. So just. When you thought you could break yourself away from the New York baseball scene for good. Just when you thought you could focus all of your attention on our Jets and our Giants with week one coming up. Rosters expanded. And maybe I'm just a nerd, which is totally possible. I'm, I, I am. I admit it. I'm a nerd. But last night's games, both for the Mets and for the Yankees, brought a little bit, a little element, an element of excitement back to these two ball clubs for the first time since I sat and thought about this, probably the trade deadline or the lead-up to the trade deadline this season, this summer. 
So however fleeting this moment of excitement will be in the grand scheme of things, I don't know. But I'm going to be honest. Last night, I was locked in. So of course they were on the streaming services, right? I had the Yankees on my TV on Amazon Prime through the PlayStation. And I had the Mets on my laptop on Apple TV. So I had them both on, not in my normal uh, split screen setup, which kind of sucked, but it's okay. I did have them both on, and I was actually manually flipping the volumes between both. Why? Because I wanted to watch, see, and hear everything to do with Dominguez, Wells, and Mauricio in their major league debut. Debuts, plural, I guess, for all three of them. Ladies and gentlemen, citizens of Gotham City, here we go. The new youth city movement is upon us, and you have to embrace it. You have no other choice. We'll start with the Mets. For their number four overall prospect, um, 90th overall in Major League Baseball pipeline, by the way, fourth overall in the Mets, 90th overall, Ronnie Mauricio finally, uh, finally made his Major League debut in spite of the Mets screwing him every which way through this point. The Mets told him on June 2nd of this season that they were switching his position to second base. Through that point, he played for the Mets organization 92% of his major or minor league games at shortstop. 7% of his minor league Mets career was at second base, and the other 1% designated hitter. So how does Billy the Genius in Epler tell the kid to start to learn a brand new position on June 2nd, 2023, when his offensive output is already major league ready at that point. Then, you think he's getting a chance here? You're wrong. When the Mets put Luis Guillorme on the IL earlier this season, and why the Mets didn't call up Mauricio at that point in time? Well, he wasn't ready to play a defensive second base. And Billy Epler said, he said, quote, I'd rather that happen in Syracuse than up here. He also cited some ambiguous offensive benchmarks that the Mets wanted Mauricio to reach in order to promote him. And I, what? At that point, when when the GM made those comments, Mauricio was hitting 268 with five home runs and an OPS of 882 in the month of July. We questioned here on this show from June 2nd on what more does this kid, Ronnie Mauricio, have to do to sniff uh, the big league ball club. And if you go back a little bit farther, the second the Mets signed Francisco Lindor to the longest contract extension in Mets history on April 1st, 2021, the Mets should have picked up the phone, dialed the minor leagues, and said, hey, yo, move Mauricio to second base. We got our shortstop for the next 10 years. And at that point, Mauricio would have been practicing his second base defensive skills for 884 days. Instead, they only started in there on June 2nd of this year. 55 games, that's it. Not in spring training, but during the regular season. Don't you think Lindor is like, I don't know, a major roadblock at shortstop for one of your top prospects? And maybe it's me that's the one that's confused. I'm not sure. And then, 
Like the injustices done to Ronnie Murray's the over. You know, I, I just watched Rocky four and five the other night for the first time. Like that guy overcame a lot. This is like Ronnie Mauricio. Like, like let's play the, the eye of the tiger or something here. Because late Jan, even they had a chance here too. Late January of this year, the Mets signed Jeff McNeil to the, to the contract extension, and oh, probably making him a Met for life. So at this point, I would have called back the minor leagues and I would have said, hey. That switch hitting now, you know, second baseman, Mauricio? Yeah, give him an outfielder's glove. Start giving him some reps in left and right field and figure out where he's more natural. And if the GM was smart enough, I don't want to say that, maybe had the more foresight to make that call 217 days ago at that point, or the other one 884 days ago, you'd have a complete serviceable Major League Baseball fielder. That could have potentially helped this team make a push. We'll never know. Just in this season at AAA Syracuse, he has played, Mauricio has played second base, shortstop, third base, and left field. He still, this season, has gotten at at AAA the most games at shortstop, which still completely just baffles me. And then Mauricio told DeComo a few days ago, he said, quote, uh, through the translator, he said, it's been difficult because I only played shortstop earlier. So to try new positions at this level and not really knowing what to do has been a little frustrating. I'm trying to learn things on the fly. Man, I can't imagine why. I mean, really. So a kid who, since June, has played shortstop, has switched over to the right side of the infield to play second base, has then moved to the outfield and back to the left side to play left field, and then back to the infield to play third base, had a successful debut at the major league level? I know Mets fans are accustomed to miracles, so let me tell you, this is another one of them. And I actually read this morning in the most up-to-date Major League Baseball scouting report on Ronnie Mauricio that the Mets are thinking he is, this is a quote, better suited for a corner outfield spot. Like, what is their plan for him? They still don't have one. And that's only going to stunt his development. And nevertheless, Ronnie Mauricio persevered. You know, he finishes his first night in the bigs last night, two for three with a strikeout. And I know people in general just hate the Apple TV broadcast. And for a multitude of plethora of reasons, I understand it. And I also understand it could have been just anyone working that game last night in the booth. But I actually thought it was a little extra special to have Wayne Randazzo on the call for uh, Mauricio's first major league hit. So then you had the, 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 the TV camera, the Apple TV camera, you know, panning to the 20 or so friends and family he had in his cheering section, and, and they just loved it. They ate it up. I love those moments. I love watching those moments. A guy finally realizing what he and his family have sacrificed so long and so hard for, and it finally happened. And I just love those moments. And it happened three times last night with him, with Wells, and with Dominguez. We'll get to the Yankees in a second. Buck Showalter said during the in-game interview with, uh, what's her last, Heidi Watney, Watney, something like that. Buck Showalter said, quote, I know everyone in the minor leagues is proud. And let me tell you, I believe that Ronnie Mauricio unleashed some pent-up frustration with that first swing. You know I know? It was a 117.3-mile-an-hour missile 
that like continued like to rise over the head of the right fielder. And he couldn't even get a read on it. And Ronnie Mauricio's first hit was the hardest hit ball by a New York Met all season. How about that for unleashing some fury? And it was the hardest hit, first career hit, by any player to debut since the stat cast of, of 2015. He's here. And now, again, the second at-bat didn't look great. It was a strikeout on three straight pitches. A called strike on a four-steam fastball, foul ball off a splitter, and then a swing and a sinker away in the dirt for, for strike three. But I like how he bounced back in his third at-bat. He was first pitch swinging, single on a ground ball to right field. So lots to like for Mauricio. And you know what else? Despite overcoming all of that adversity to get to that point, it was not lost on me that in Steve Cohen's letter to the fans, how many months ago, weeks ago at least, he did not mention Ronnie Mauricio in the same sentence as Senga, Beatty, and Vientos. Actually, the quote was from that Steve Cohen letter, for the rest of the 2023 season, we look forward to watching the continued development of Senga, Beatty, and Vientos as well as Alvarez. You'll see exciting baseball being played by the longtime Mets you've grown to love along with the new kids. No mention of Mauricio. And yet, here he is. And actually, tradable for me this offseason are two of the guys mentioned in that sentence. Vientos and Beatty. Move on from him before it's too late to. And as we spin to the Yankees here, it was also not lost on me that the Martian landed in Space City last night for the very first time. And alongside his mustached partner, Wells. And for the Yankees, I mean, it's it's not all too normal to see a youth movement with the Yankees as, as, as pedal to the metal as this one, as we saw last night at least. But I was so happy to look at that defensive alignment last night on September 1st and see Wells at catcher. Volpe at shortstop. Peraza at second base, and Gleyber Torres was a late scratch, back issue. And then Dominguez also up the middle in center field. These are pretty prime, you know, positions there. Premium positions. Besides second base, you know, but shortstop, catcher, center fielder? This could be the nucleus of this team moving forward. We'll see. Pereira was also in the lineup, and, and I'm glad they're also giving him an extended shot more than just, you know, a couple games here and there, up, down. So more on him in a second. And But when you looked at what the Yankees did last night in this youth movement, number two Yankees prospect and number 77 overall, Jason Dominguez finished the night one for four with a home run and two RBI. Number eight prospect for the New York Yankees, and he's unranked league-wide. Austin Wells finished the night also one for four. It was a successful night for both men in their debuts. But I'll give you what I like most about both of them, and you can too, 877-337-6666. What I like most about Jason Dominguez, even more than his switch-hitting ability, is obviously his ability to go yard from the left-handed batter's box. He is the left-handed hitter Yankee Stadium needs. And last night, in his first ever major league at bat, he took three-time Cy Young winner, first ballot Hall of Famer Justin Verlander deep 
360 feet deep, 100 miles an hour off the bat on an 0-1 count into the seats in left field. And as I mentioned before, just a special moment for him, for his family members who absolutely lost their minds, and for the Yankees. And what I like most about Austin Wells, um, and, and to channel Aaron Boone here, he's a grinder. Okay, I, and, and I know you and I, we've talked about, was that a good thing or is that a bad thing? Are they grinding at bats? He's a grinder. Like, What kind of connotation is that used in? Because to me, it's ambiguous at times. But for me to say, when I say Austin Wells is a grinder, I mean it in the best possible way. His first major league hit, it was the seventh pitch in that bat in which Justin Verlander mixed in three different pitches. Seventh pitch. First at bat. And did you see? I mean, his family was was sitting right in front of the Domingos family, and they celebrated together for both of the first hits, and I just love that, the little camaraderie there in the family section. But Wells, also like a hitter, man. He sprays it to all the fields, and he played true to his scouting report last night as well. And why I, I ultimately think the guy's a, a, a grinder is because his defense was questioned. Deservedly so, right? His defense was questioned uh, as he was making his way up the minor leagues and up the rankings. He put in the work. And Meredith talked about it in the game report last night. Wells' blocking ability, she said, and he, she talked to the, the catching coach, Wells' blocking ability improved dramatically is what she said. And he added five miles an hour on his throws down to second base. Five miles an hour. And, well, also, you got to love him because uh, he's the other half of the chicken parm duo, Right? The Volpe, Wells, chicken parm dinner duo. I think there's some advertising in that. Anyway, so it, it was um, as locked in as I've been uh, to both teams really since the, the trading deadline, really. Um, you know, the Yankees, you were hoping for them to catch fire, make a run. They just never did. They fizzled out, and the Mets well before that. But I tell you, last night I had on two screens. I was watching both games very intently. And every time one of these new guys stepped to bat, I muted the other device and I made sure I watched and listened and everything. And it was it, it actually, I, I'm not I'm not fabricating this. I never do. I was actually excited to watch it last night. So call me a nerd, whatever. But call me up, 877-337-6666. I'm Daniel McCartan with you till 6.30 here on The Fit. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. 
Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.